The Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 13. Starting at verse 1, you'll find these words. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And a great multitude were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spake many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of the earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. Saints of God, I want to talk to you a few moments from the thought, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. Amen. In the context of this passage, we find uh, this parable that Jesus is being followed by a throng of people. This was not uncommon for Jesus to be followed by great crowds. Everybody wanted to see what Jesus was going to do. Some had heard, amen, that he fed so many, amen. Some said he did great signs and wonders. So it was natural, the word had gotten out and the marketing had happened, amen. It had spread the outreach and folk were following him wherever he went. So in this particular point in time, amen, Jesus is now being uh, encamped around by this throng that's basically forcing him almost into the boat. He takes this opportunity to get into the boat and to cast out a a stone's throw into the water. And in this position, he was in a great place to speak to the multitudes. It worked well because in that boat across the water, the water carried his voice so that they would be able to hear him quite clearly. And he begins to talk to them about a parable of a sower. When he begins to talk to them about this parable of a sower, he says, behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Uh, This parable is one of the parables that is interesting in that later on in this passage, Jesus explains exactly what this parable is all about. He uses the sower, amen. The sower represents God. And the seed is the word of God. Mm. 
Amen. And so in this parable, he says that God sold the word of God uh, out into the places. Amen. And the seed fell on the wayside. It fell on the wayside and the birds came and devoured them. Uh, this represents that where his word has gone out and it has hit stony territory. It's hit, it's hit hard ground. It went by the wayside. It was not even able to stay within the field. Uh, there are some folk, amen, today that when the word of God goes out, amen, it bounces right off of them. And you know what their reward for this is? Is that the birds will come by and devour it. Well. Uh, these birds that come by to devour, amen, are a representation of the evil one, Satan, whom is like as soon as they hear the word, amen, Satan comes right along and plucks it out of their minds. Well. Because their soil and their place is not fertile. And if you notice that the sower doesn't seem to spend much time trying to get that seed back up out of the wayside, amen, and get it back into the field. Mm. No, he goes on to continue to sow. Mm. And I believe this is instructive for us as well, saints. Sometimes we can spend too much time trying to wrestle with somebody about the word of God. Sometimes we just need to sow that word, amen, and keep a moving. Sometimes you got to be like Paul. Paul said, I, I dust them off and I moved on to the next city. But you got to be careful because sometimes God does want you to linger a while. And that's why it's so important that you're led by the Holy Ghost. Because, see, our logic will tell us that we don't even need to fool with some folk in the first place. Amen. But we are not the, the head. We are not the leader. We are not the one who tells the tale. We're not the one who gives the direction. It is the Lord. And we must be very cognizant and very uh, uh, alert to the things that the Lord is saying to us. But we must also not get disillusioned, not get disenchanted, and not get totally discouraged when situations like this come, when folk completely reject the word of God. Before you can get it out of your mouth good, amen, they've already rejected it. Because the Lord is saying to us in this parable, there are going to be those just like that. But it's not finished. I love it how the sower doesn't stop sowing just because one person didn't believe. Just because one person rejected the word of God. Are y'all following me? Just because that first person you talked to uh, uh, cussed you out. Don't, don't stop sharing the word of God. Because you don't know who that, that, that word is going to fall on that's it's going to take root. Wow. So you are just have to be just like this sower and continue to sow seed. Amen. Amen. Look at the text. Look at the text. It says some fell on stony places. Well, they did not have much earth and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of the earth. Some folk, amen, you will take the word of God to, they will receive it gladly. Boy, they'll be excited and on fire. You'll be so excited along with them. Hey, they'll be able to, they'll be ready to do a bunch of stuff for the Lord. Man, when they first get started and, and well, you can't get them off the phone talking about the word and about doing stuff. And I mean, they almost tax you and wear you out. 
for a time. Because see, the seed has fallen on stony ground. See, it's come up fast, right? It's come up fast and they're excited and we get excited with them. But then the sun starts shining. Look at the text. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. They had a superficial relationship with God. They had a kind of religion that was a, a, a religion of a fair weather friend. They, they had the kind of religion that while it was 70 degrees, everything was all right. Man, they were ready to work. They were ready to go, Sister West Pauly. They were to do this thing. But then it got hot. All the temperatures started to rise in 75, 80, 85, 90. But because they weren't rooted and grounded, Sister V, they weren't rooted and grounded in the love of God that gave them the kind of nourishment and, and, and the kind of, of, of liquid that they needed to be able to withstand the heat of trials and temptations of life. They burned out. They burned out and they said, oh, forget this church thing. Forget Christ. Forget Christianity. I'm going to be an atheist. And they go their way. They go their way and you say, well, gosh, man, you can't. I mean, I guess folk can lose their salvation. Uh, this text lets us know that uh, the real deal is, uh, were they ever rooted and grounded in the first place? Wow. Amen. It's not so much about having and losing, but whether you have it in the first place. It is a quality relationship that you have to have with Jesus Christ to go the distance. See, some folk think this is a sprint. Amen. And they start off well and end up bad. They, they start off encouraged and end up discouraged because their relationship is superficial. It was on a high at which they received it, and it's on a high at which they were motivated, and then when things began to go into the valley, amen, they decided to leave the road. Wow. They decided to take the left at Albuquerque and go another way like Bugs Bunny, amen. They decided to go on because this thing was getting too hard. Wow. It's gotten too hot, the temperature has gotten too much, I'm out of here. But that's how it is in the kingdom of God. Wow. Some folk just reject it all the way, expect it. Then there's others that's gonna be happy about it, Sister Terry, and they're gonna be calling you and ready to go. Let's go, let's go. And then in a little while, when the first disappointment happens, when they lose their job, or, or maybe when, when the friend that they thought was gonna be with them doesn't call them back when they want them to call them back the most. When it just seems like the ministry that they wanted to start wasn't ready to go and finished on tomorrow, they're ready to get off. Then you're calling them and they won't answer your phone call. But that's how it is in the kingdom of God. Jesus is letting us know what kind of, uh, of soil there is in the kingdom and to expect it. Amen. Well, now we've seen two types of soil, but let's go on a little bit further. We look at the text and it says, And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. 
It, it, it choked them. See, there, there's another person that, that receives the word of God, that receives the word of God, not for what they can give, but for what they can get. See, the thorns here represents the cares of the world. And you know the world is 100, 180%, 180 degrees opposite of the kingdom of God. So while the kingdom of God is given, that kingdom is getting. So we got those who come in because they see an opportunity. Right? They see an opportunity to maybe networking, to build their business, so they come into the household of God. They didn't come in because their relationship with God was solid and that they just wanted to be amongst the assembly of God and be a help to those who are there, to be one who's a member in the body using their gifts for the entire body's good. But no, they came to see what they can get. Amen. It reminds me of that sorcerer, Simon, that talks about in the book of Acts, that when he saw the works of, of, of Peter and Paul and everybody, he, he wanted it for himself. He could see it as a, a wonderful way to, to make a great enterprise. He wanted to get in for what he could get. And see, this will also cause those to get choked out because see, see, church ain't about what you can get. Church is about what you can give. So after a while, those get disenchanted and they, 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 they get disillusioned by the fact that the networking opportunities that they thought were going to be there is not there. And all of the glitz and the glamour and all of the light that they thought they would receive doesn't happen because they were of the world. But God, because this is an endurance race, amen, will allow them to go on and to find out it's not what they thought it was. And what we have seen in this text thus far is folks who thought one thing, but it wasn't what they thought it was. So we got these who are looking for those avenues, amen, and they just get choked out. Next thing you know, they're not found because they're going on to the next assembly, hoping at the next assembly they'll be able to get their enterprise started. The next assembly they'll be able to get that business deal. Are they looking for that next millionaire Christian that can fund their enterprise, can fund their idea, amen, can take care of the things that they are concerned about. They came not to give, but to get. Amen, which leads us to the last type of soil that the sower is seeding. Remember that the sower is not stopping, amen, and giving up because he's running to somebody who's come for opportunity in a business deal or to find some other way to get a leg up using Christianity. He's not stopping because some just flat cuss him out. He's not stopping because of those who came in, was on fire for five minutes and then fizzled out. No, he continues to sow. Amen. And as instructive to us, we need to continue. Even though we run into disappointment with folks that don't want to hear it, you can't quit. Because that one who needs to receive it is just down the way if you don't quit. 
and don't give in. That one who's really going to trust Jesus, that's really going to be rooted and grounded, is on the other side. But you got to get through the thorns and the thickets first. You got to get through the rocky soil. You got to go through that first in the hot days. And then comes the prize. And you got to do it by faith. Don't quit just because folk talk about you and scandalize your name. Keep on doing the work of the master. Amen. And it will pay off after a while. Amen. And so we come to the last type of soil in verse 8. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some 30. When the word of God falls on good ground, it, 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 it has a way of rooting and being grounded in love. Uh, we, we, we were studying uh, passages that, that, that talked about this here in Bible study in the book of Ephesians. Amen. It, it is love that keeps us. Amen. Because God is love. And God is a keeper. See, a, a business deals and, and opportunity and, and limelight won't keep you. Amen. Uh, 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 being about uh, this quick thing and that quick thing, starting and not finishing, that won't keep you. But it's when you're rooted and grounded in love, you're now uh, considering yourself less than the next person. And you are now looking for the better of somebody else. See, that's the endurance race. The endurance race is when you can come to an assembly like this and look around and say, hmm, who in here today can I help? Not what I can get because there might not be something you can get today. Amen. Or at least you think you've gotten or not gotten, but you can always give. You can always come alongside your brother or your sister and maybe say an encouraging word. You don't know what they may respond with that is an issue or a problem that you can solve. Because God has uniquely positioned you to be in that place at that time for such a time as that. Amen. But you got to come ready to give, not come ready to get. We live in a consumerism world. We live in a world that we are full of consumers. We're consuming media, TV, and, and video games, and trinkets, and clothes, and cars, and houses. Money is plentiful in different places, and we're just consuming, consuming, consuming. But God wants us to be producers, yeah. not consumers. Well. He wants us to produce good fruit. You can't produce and consume at the same time. You got to produce. And he wants us to produce more than he wants us to consume. So we have to change our mindsets if we want to see the word of God to fall on good ground. We got to change our mindsets and we got to have minds that are in love with people. As one preacher once said, he said, having a passion for God and compassion for people. I want you to know that church is a people business. And it's not just for folk who look just like you and me. 
See, most of us in here today, amen, we come from similar socioeconomic backgrounds. We got a lot of the same upbringing and training, so we relate real easy. Uh, but this people job that we're about is not just for those who look like us and think like us who are on the socioeconomic status that we are. But there are some folk who's gone through some hard times. There's some folk that's gone through some stuff that's messed up their minds. There's some stuff that if we had have gone through, if not for the grace of God, we'd be just like them, if not worse. It's those folk whom God has left us here to be a help to. It's those who some kind of way, they ended up on drugs and, 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 and they messed around here and lost their house and lost their family and lost their cars and now they're living on the streets. There are folk out here who were doing well at one point. Some folk who even had gotten master's degrees in college and now they find themselves living on the street. It's those folk. It's folks who never had a leg up, never started off well, seem to have been behind the eight ball from the very beginning. It's them folk that God has left us here to take care of. It's those folks that we are to minister to. And it's not easy because they don't talk like us. Amen. They're maybe every second word is a cuss word. Amen. Amen. They may not smell like us. Amen. Amen. They may think all crazy and think crazy and things, but those are the people in which Jesus died for. Amen. He died for them that they would have life too. Amen. And life more abundant. But you got to know that you can't, there is no place you can go that's so low that Jesus can't pick you up. That Jesus can't turn you around. And that Jesus cannot put your feet on solid ground. It's that Jesus in which lives in us in which we are to carry out to them so that they have a hope, amen, a hope, a new way that they don't have to be where they are, that things can change by the love of Jesus Christ. But the Lord has set this thing up uniquely, hasn't he? If you look at the text, the seed didn't just auto-magically show up on the wayside. It didn't auto-magically show up in the thorny places. It didn't auto-magically show up in the stony places. And it sure didn't auto-magically show up in the good ground. There had to be a sower. Amen. And so this message is that now we are the sowers. Jesus Christ has gone back to sit at the right hand of the Father. And he says to you and I, as I was sent, so I send you. We are now the sowers that have to sow the good word of God. We are the ones that have to sow this seed that it might get into some ground, amen, that's good ground and come up, amen, and be able to weather the storm and the rain and say, I can make it. They'll be able to get through the heartache and pain and say, I can make it. It is we who God has left. So if we don't do what we are supposed to do, amen, we forfeit opportunity for somebody else. Amen. This walk of a Christian is not tippy-toeing through the valleys. It's not going through the lilies. Amen. It's a hard work, but it's a necessary work. And it's a work that we ought to be about every day of our life because we don't know the day nor the hour when the Lord is going to require our lives of us. And we do not want to meet our master and he is frowning and saying to us, why didn't you 
why didn't you? You want to see the master and hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. He says, you've been faithful over a few things and now I'll make you ruler over many. But it starts, Christians, it starts, children of God, with a decision that I'm going to walk right before God and man. That I'm going to let the world know that I love the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not going to mingle in with the world and talk and do like they do so I can get along. Amen. No, we have been called out to be a peculiar people. We've been called out to be separate. Be ye separate from among them. But yet we are to be in this world but not of this world. See the world needs to see the light of Jesus. Amen. And it can't see it if we're doing the same things they're doing. We got to be sowers of seed. Amen. On all types of ground. And it is not our job to make sure the seed comes up. Amen. It's the Lord. If you notice that the sower sowed on many types of seed, but you don't see nowhere where that sower was doing all of this stuff to try to make this seed come up. Amen. He wasn't blowing on it and doing incantation. No, he let the Lord do what he do in his world. Amen. And this is God's world right here. And he will allow his seed to come up in whom he desires for it to come up. So it is not our job to say, well, I went to three people and I talked to them about the Lord and none of them got saved. So I'm done. It don't make no sense. What's the use? That's not for us to be considering. That's not for us to do. Our job is to keep sowing. Matter of fact, and there can be some sowing that's going to occur and we'll never know it happened. There may be some folks that we meet tomorrow, amen, that we are dead and gone, and then they accept Christ, remembering the words that we said on tomorrow. It's not up to us to do that. Our job is to sow seed. But this text is to let us know, to remember that it will go on different types of ground. But don't get discouraged. Don't get disillusioned. Uh, don't, don't, don't get disenchanted because that's just the way it is. And it's not our job to make it come up. It's our job to sow it. Amen. 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 Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, Lord, we bless your name, Master, for another opportunity to hear your holy word. And Master, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask that you hide this word in our hearts, Master, that we sin not against thee. Lord, help us to be encouraged as we go through the days of our lives. As folks talk about us and scandalize our name. As folks call us holier than thou and they, they laugh at our Jesus. Amen. Help us to continue to run the race that's been set before us. An endurance race. And to continue to sow the seeds of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because we don't know the day or the hour when that seed is gonna take root in good ground. So master, help us to stay encouraged and to keep moving and to keep sowing. That we know that at the end of the day, we can say like Jesus, Father, I've done all that you have given me to do. This is our chance. This is our time while the blood is running warm in our veins. So Master, thank you right now in the name of Jesus for the opportunity. Lord, you didn't have to save us when you did, but Lord, thank you. And so out of hearts of gratefulness, Master, 
Lord, we want to sow as well that other men, other women, other boys, and other girls might be able to stand and say the very same thing. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. And Master, we ask all these things in the blessed name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The doors of the church are open. Amen. There may be somebody here who needs to know him in the pardoning of their sins. Right now is the time to get to know him. You can come by letter. You can come by experience. Amen. Christian experience. And you can come by baptism. Amen. If you don't know him today and you hear these words, harden not your heart. Because you don't know if you've got another day or even another hour. Right now is time to get to know the Lord. He's willing to save your very soul. He's a right now God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Amen. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing his words. It's Love. 